Hey there, you amazing cultivators. It's your boy Chronic from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube. And I'm back with an all new episode of the Homegrown Podcast brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co. every single Wednesday. Be sure to check out www.homegrowncannabisco.com for dozens of top-notch cannabis seeds. In this week's podcast, we'll be discussing harvesting, drying, and curing your buds. Now in this first segment, we're going to focus on harvesting and drying as those go hand in hand with each other and curing can be a little more tricky than drying. So we feel curing needs its own full segment. So go ahead and pack that bowl or ready that dab as we blast off into some deliciously dank information. Let's begin. In this first segment, we'll be talking about harvesting and drying your buds. Before we even discuss harvesting to begin with, I need to make all listeners aware that if you have not already purchased a jeweler's loop or some form of magnification lens to check trichomes, you need to do so before harvest time comes. So with that statement, let's dive into it. Trichomes and harvesting go hand in hand. Trichomes have a range of colors or variations that determine their age. Clear trichomes, almost glass-like, are extremely young, non-matured, and require around three to six weeks or longer sometimes to amber out. Do not harvest when your trichomes are still clear. From glass-like or clear trichomes, we move towards a milky or cloudy-like variation of color. These are maturing trichomes and generally would have more of a euphoric and uplifting effect if one were to want more sativa-like qualities to their smoke. However, you'll still want some fully mature trichomes for a rounded high, body to mind, even if the mind high is much stronger. So I don't suggest harvesting when your plant's trichomes show all cloudy either. Don't worry, I'll tell you my perfect times to harvest after we go over the next variation or color of trichome. Next in maturity, you will see light amber or golden tones to your trichome starting at the base and eventually completely creating an amber bulbous trichome. These fully amber trichomes are matured completely and give off a heavy body effect or more indica dominant effect. So when does a cultivator know when to harvest? Well, there isn't an exact pinpoint marker with trichome colors, it's really dependent on the effects you wish to obtain from your smoke. For instance, if you were trying to get a heavy indica that couch locked you and made you fall asleep to help with insomnia or chronic pains, you would want 25% or higher of amber trichomes with still having 20% of cloudy to clear trichomes to create a nice euphoric experience. The 25% or higher volume of amber trichomes will create that nice relaxing body effect to lock you to a couch. The higher percentage of amber trichomes, the more couch locking the effect will be. 45% amber, 20% cloudy, 15% clear is my favorite for indica dominant genetics I use to help with my insomnia or pain. Now if you're seeking a nice hybrid that's an even indica to sativa effect or an even body to mind high, well then you would want to have about 15 to 20% amber trichomes with around 60 to 80% being cloudy and 5 to 10% being clear. This gives a nice smooth or even high that won't lock one to the couch but will allow for pain relief, mental malady relief, and other types of medicinal uses. If you're seeking a more sativa-like effect that uplifts and is euphoric, you'll want 15% or less of amber trichomes to the majority, 70-80% to being cloudy, with 10-15% to being clear. 
This creates a heavier mind high that uplifts and allows for more energetic feelings. The less amber, the less body high you'll find. So now that we have figured out trichome maturity and age, how do we check them? Well, as I stated earlier, you'll need a jeweler's loop or some form of magnification lens. 60 times magnification is really great for trichome checking. Be sure when you check your plant, you check the trichomes on the actual bud formation or the swollen calyx developing bud and not the leaves. If some of your lower buds don't mature as quickly, some growers will do double harvest, meaning they chop everything that's ready and leave the plant underneath light to finish the rest off. This is a useful technique for maximizing the effects and potency of your smoke. Now when it comes to harvesting the plant, there's no science behind the best way to cut your plant up or how much to leave on. There are so many variables to think about, it will be up to you to do what works best for your environment. Let's discuss some variables. Some growers like to do a wet trim and clip their plant off the stem into the tiniest pieces they can to maximize the amount of moisture that will be released by the plant during drying. Now this might sound great as come dry you will have barely any work and having less plant material means more space for other plants to dry. However, if you look up science on drying, specifically slow drying, hanging your plants with more material to allow for a slower dry actually creates a smoother, tastier, and clearer tasting smoke or product. For me, this is a key component. So now how do we figure out as cultivators ourselves if we need to wet trim and remove all that product versus hanging the whole plant to allow for a slow dry? Well, it depends on the humidity of your environment. If you're in a high humid climate, you'll want to do a wet trim and take as much stem off as you can. This will ensure you don't have excess moisture being released to the point of causing bud rot. Now along with that, you'll want to invest into a dehumidifier that can handle double the size space you're in. That way you can run it on medium to be way more efficient. If you're in a moderately humid climate, you can either remove most of the stem and leave on some of the leaves for a slower dry or dry trim and leave more stem for a slower dry to allow some moisture to wick away slowly. Whereas if you're in a seriously dry climate like parts of Colorado, you'll want to leave as much of the plant on as possible to make sure you can obtain that 7 to 14 day slow dry time which is ideal. 10 days is my perfect marker for where we live. Now that we have the different ways to chop your plant and the different ways to hang dry them, as there really isn't any other better way to dry because with lay drying or speed drying, you force moisture to one side of the plant or an uneven within the center that can cause hay smells and cause loss of flavors or smells and taste. So let's talk about the proper environment you'll need for your hang dry. Ideally, your dry environment should be 45% to 50% relative humidity and no higher than 60%. It should be at 70 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. This will allow your plants to slowly dry at a nice even pace. The ideal relative humidity or RH that I use is 45% for my area which allows me to get roughly an 8 to 10 day dry depending on the size of the bud. I dry my bud until my stems of my bud bend and snap but don't actually break off. If they break completely, it's too dry. And that's pretty much the basis of drying. There's no crazy science, I mean there is science behind it. But as far as learning how to dry for your actual environment, it's dependent on so many variables that you as a cultivator will have to take all of this knowledge and put it to use. So now before we take a quick break, I do want to mention how there is a nice added benefit in giving your plants 2-3 to three days of complete darkness before harvesting. 
and if one lines up their harvest days with a specific moon cycle, it can actually be beneficial in creating more prominent terpene compounds, higher potency, and increased flavors or smells. Along with that, if a cultivator decides to harvest their crop in complete darkness or before first light, they'll see terpenes that would have otherwise been lost once chemical process began from light being absorbed. How cool is that? Now with all this new information on harvesting and drying, get excited with another bowl or dab and enjoy this short break with at NateHammer420 from Instagram. I want to pause for a moment to tell you about a new range of homegrown seeds and where they have come from. When Isaac Newton coined the phrase, standing on the shoulders of giants, he was talking about the amazing minds that came before him. It's a phrase that embodies the homegrown collaboration with Steve D'Angelo, Kyle Cushman, Nikki Lestretto and Swami Chaitanya. They are your giants. These legends are sharing more than just their vast amounts of knowledge. However, they also have a range of homegrown seeds we have lovingly christened cultivars with character. Each seed is a personal favorite, especially chosen pheno selected for resilience, reliability, and ease of growth. Basically, they're more forgiving phenotypes of classic, time-honored cultivars with all of the quality. My advice? Choose their seeds, stand on their shoulders, and aim high. It's exactly what they're here for. Head over to homegrowncannabisco.com for more details. And we're back from that amazing break with at NateHammer420 from Instagram. Be sure to check out his amazing content with loads of behind the scenes shots with Homegrown Cannabis Co. In this segment, we're going to be talking about curing those buds you just harvested and dried. So load another bowl, take that dab, and let's blaze through some cannabis education. Now curing your buds is a lot easier than most think it is. To be 100%, the real challenge to curing comes with having improper dries that lead to unstable jarring environments that then create mold or bud rot. So I can't stress this enough, do not rush your drying time. Do a proper dry and you'll have a way smoother time with your curing process. Now when it comes to curing, it really is a no-brainer. Investing in some 62% two-way Bovida or Integra packs with some humidity readers and mason jars is the most ideal setup. Curing is all about patience, discipline with burping the jars, and keeping an eye on any excess moisture. One big tip for any cultivator is to not stuff your jars full. I usually leave about a one inch gap at the top to allow bud to move around which allows for airflow throughout the jar. This is key for keeping the internal environments of your jars in line. This way, the 62% two-way pack has a much better chance at expelling or absorbing any excess humidity or any humidity that the bud needs to be put back into it. Now the ideal curing time is two weeks to be able to smoke your product, however, the longer the cure, the more potent the taste, effects, and all-around smells or flavors will be. Most dispensaries or enthusiasts do a three-month cure at minimum, with six months being standard for many cannabis cup entries. So keep that in mind. The longer the cure, the better the smoke. So you've purchased your 62% two-way Bovida packs with your humidity readers and your mason jars. You've dried your bud for 10 days and it's bending to snap without breaking. So now what? Well next, you'll want to trim your buds to your liking. Now don't forget, keep that trim. Any trim with trichomes can be used for processing methods or infusion. Now once you have your bud trimmed to your liking, you get to begin to jar your crop. 
Now once jarred, you're going to keep your jars shut and burp them according to this regimen. And this isn't something I made up myself. This was a burping regimen that several really solid growers gave to me and has never failed. For the first week, you'll burp your jars three times a day for 10 to 15 minutes each time, then closing them back up. I usually do morning, lunch, and, well, before bed. The second week, you'll burp your jars two times a day every other day for 10 to 15 minutes. For the third week, you'll burp your jars every two days, two times a day for 10 to 15 minutes. For the fourth week, you'll burp once a week for 10 to 15 minutes. And after this week, you'll burp once every other week for 10 to 15 minutes. Now after three months, you can leave your jars shut, only burping once a month for 20 to 30 minutes. Many growers ask me often if smells will begin to appear after drying, as sometimes drying takes smells away. And the answer is yes. The curing process and curing your bud will really bring out the flavor or smell profiles very prominent. It's very key to store your jars in ideal temperatures as you will want the inside of your jar no hotter than 75 degrees Fahrenheit, but you don't want it colder than 60 degrees Fahrenheit. The most ideal temperatures to store your jars in for curing is 70 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit in a 45% to 55% relative humidity environment. Now if you have a lower humid environment, that's fine as well, as the internal humidity of the jars with the two-way pack should be 62% no matter what. This is where having those humidity readers in each jar really comes in handy, to be able to tell what the humidity is inside each individual jar. Bud can be cured and stored indefinitely, as long as it's kept in proper conditions. Now, that's pretty much it as far as curing goes. Just maintain it, keep proper environments internally, and watch over your bud. Have proper dries, and you shouldn't have any issues with curing. It's a shame when anyone gets bud rot during the curing process, but most of the time it comes from improper dries that release too much moisture upon jarring. Remember, don't stuff your jars full, keep that one inch gap, and allow airflow and excess moisture to be absorbed by one of those 62% two-way Bovida or Integra packs. Now be sure to sign up to our free forum at www.homegrowncannabisco.community and check out our many threads on harvesting, drying, and curing your bud to perfection. We have loads of helpful members and moderators that are there to help you become successful. And feel free to tag at chronic, that's K-R-O-N-I-C, to ask me directly any questions you have or share your garden with me. We hope you wonderful listeners enjoyed this week's podcast and be sure to follow along on whichever platform you're listening from to never miss an episode. Be sure to check out Homegrown Cannabis Co. on Facebook and give us a like as well. Follow us on Instagram at Homegrown World to stay up to date with all of the latest news and deals. I am your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll be teaching you amazing cultivators, cannabis education, and a new episode every single week brought to you by Homegrown Cannabis Co. For any cannabis seed needs or top-notch cannabis seeds, check out www.homegrowncannabisco.com and browse over 500 amazing strains. Much love, happy growing, stay lifted, and as always, peace.